Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Wade. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. I thought it would be good to talk about relationships and the way that Zen affects our relationships. And I don't just mean romantic relationships or even just family relationships if there are interesting dynamics in our in our friends friend groups uh, around this stuff i'm not even sure what the dynamics are amongst my friends as far as this goes but but it would be interesting to think about but certainly i have all kinds of different uh kind of with every member of my family i have a different relationship surrounding not just zen but spirituality religion personal practice yeah and uh, i i would love to get into some of that because i feel like it's the we, we've kind of opened up all a lot of different aspects of householder life but i think this is the this one is one of the most important that we haven't really delved into yet you know we've talked about our family backgrounds but i'm i'm asking in more of a present day sense whether being a zen practitioner has an impact on your relationships and and if so what is it and maybe start with your husband and work your way out. Cause like that, obviously like everything we do affects the relationship with the person we live with. But yeah, um, what, what comes up for you when you think about Zen and your relationships? Zen and my relationship with my husband, I think has been very positive. He, at first, you know, since he's an atheist, he thought, well, you know, that's, that's cool. Zen sounds like a cool thing. Uh, whatever but it's not scientific I don't believe in it and Hmm. I'm like well I can point you to you know scientific articles about the effects of meditation and everything of course there is a faith element in there Um, I think maybe some people might argue with me about that but I believe Hmm. there's a faith element in Zen and he would go to to the, the Sangha with me a lot of times and I think he kind of liked the community as well. And one time we were driving down the highway and he said, I I have this feeling that, you know, something that feels like faith and I don't understand it because <laughs> I'd never felt that way before. But when I hear people talk about Zen and use the sort of language that they use around it, it makes me feel a certain way. Well. Wow. Were you coming from something, some practice thing, or was it just in the middle of the day on some random day? I think it was just on some random day. We like just bring up conversations like this all the time. Mm-hmm. So very, we have very analytical conversations mm-hmm. uh, a lot. You know, it depends on, you know, we'll talk about video games and representation in movies mm-hmm. and uh, politics and all sorts of things. So we do like to have these deep discussions and before it seemed like I could never get through to him with like how, you know, Zen could be helpful and it's not just like all magical mm. and everything. So once he kind of got in with the feeling it wasn't magical, he mm-hmm. ended up having a faith feeling, mm. which I don't know how to explain that. You know, like if if you're a part of a religion, you may, may have felt that before, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know how to explain it like on a an emotional level. I mean, I think it's hard to even draw comparisons across religions sometimes. I mean, there's a, there's an interesting 
overlap or intersection here, right, between religious ideas of whatever that feeling is and cultural ideas of whatever that feeling is. That's and, true. And for people whose culture and religion are sort of one-to-one or close to it, uh, that that might be less confusing. But for a lot of people in our kinds of situations where we, first of all, grew up in you know the multicultural 90s United States where culture is this sort of lowest common denominator thing where everybody with all their different cultures is supposed to constitute one culture that does definitely have embedded in it ideas of what religion is and what what reality is and science versus faith and all that kind of stuff like it's encoded in us in the media and in education and in what have you uh but then we also may have personal or family backgrounds with their own religious beliefs and practices, which you know we've talked about a fair bit. That are right. that are what they are. And then when we have this insatiable seeking desire that we both had, that leads us away from that and to find our own practice, we find the one that resonates the most with with us. I, I think this probably varies for different people, but you know, for me, and I think you've said this too, Zen sort of sounded like it was saying something that I already knew was true or knew was true for me. And so my ideas of, you know, faith to use the word that you used resonated with what I found when I got to Zen. So I I ended up elaborating something that was personal to me. That's kind of different from both the secular overarching culture I was raised in and the particular flavor of like Jewish existence within that umbrella culture that I was raised in. My point, I think, is just that the that it's can be really confusing what's happening, and especially for someone who who doesn't use words like faith to describe themselves. I feel weird maybe speaking for him, but yeah. he grew up in uh, Romania, and that's a Greek Orthodox religion. Hmm. And actually, Romania is a very religious country, but the thing is, is it's not the same religiousness as the U.S. And the South, you know, the mm-hmm. the evangelical South that I've been raised in. It's more like you go get your blessings mm. and that's basically all you have to do, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. And You're covered they, karmically. Right. And and the, the nuns and the uh the monks they kind of speak in, in Greek and Latin, I think. Mm. So you might not even I don't think anybody understands what they're saying, even when they do uh, like uh-huh. kind of their their chanting and their preaching and stuff. And I think it, it does hold a very important place in their lives but it's definitely not the same as it is here and he didn't feel like this he didn't feel that same guilt and um obligation towards it as i did and i think that would made it kind of like easier for him to just be like uh it's i don't really like need that or Mm -hmm. whatever but Mm -hmm. i always still get the sense that again that i need a a practice Mm -hmm. or a religion to live by to be my happiest maybe tell me a little bit more about sort of the beginning of that uh, of working that out with him the because it sounds like you this was important to you he came along or he participated to an extent as a, a way of supporting you and then found that it was doing something for him after that I didn't want to overwhelm him, so mm-hmm. I asked if, he, you know, I, I was going to the book club, and that was in the beginning, and so I asked him to come to the book club, but of course he hadn't read the book, 
And he mainly just kind of listened to what everybody had to say, which was more or less, uh, this is an interesting passage. I don't know what it means. Um, <laughs> and I don't think he really like liked that very much. You know, he wasn't sure if he could question things. And I was like, you really can. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I really like about Zen is like, you, you can like ask questions. Sure. Then when I started, I, I started going to Sunday and I took him along with me. I think that that's like the longer sits and the, um, the, the chanting services and everything. I think that's when he started getting like more of a sense of what the practice is. And that's when he kind of was like, well, I, I think I really do see the benefits of meditation. I feel different. So he got his own, uh, guided meditation app to, Mm -hmm. to do in the mornings. And I mean, I noticed a difference right away if we're, if we're both meditating Mm. regularly. (laughs) You mean like in his, in his, personality or his his mood or or some yes. stress level something like that and, and mine too yeah uh-huh. we're both much more am- amicable yeah when we're meditating regularly and that's been a good thing for our marriage too because it gives me somewhere to go when he needs alone time mm. or something mm. and I'm like oh well it's sunday i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to zen be with the sangha and everything and uh ian gets his alone time and it works out pretty well you don't really have to be on the completely same page in terms of aesthetics or philosophy or some or theology or some kind of intellectual component to this practice if you're on this this basically the same page the, the meditation train together there there is a sort of yeah. practical like understanding between you about what's going on here right so that worked out for us um my family's kind of a little different yeah i mean you mentioned your siblings have practices you t- you got into your brother's practice a little bit you you said something about your family kind of needing spiritual practice yeah in some f- innate way uh, i'd love to hear more about that and may and maybe how, how that affected their understanding of you taking on this practice yeah so for all of my siblings i feel that since we were brought up um with christianity as sort of the core center of our universe and that we had to think about it so often that when that was gone, when we sort of rebelled against uh, the church, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> we were missing something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I haven't really talked with about this to my siblings, so this is just my theory. Mm-hmm. Maybe they would have some better insight into why they, they have their own practices. Mm-hmm. My sister, Heather, the oldest, uh, stayed with Christianity, so... But the rest of us uh, moved on to something something different, and my oldest brother and sister, and um, my second sister, Eris, they kind of have like their own practices. Like I said, where they, Eris likes to use uh, tarot cards. She'll try anything. She's been to the Zendo with me. Mm. You know, she'll try different meditations and yoga and all sorts of drawing meditations, like mm. art meditations. She's a uh, very artistic, uh, like me. So. Do you have a teacher for that, or is that just a thing she's she's doing? Actually, creatively? she's taught some of the classes. Oh, cool. For, um, it's kind of like a therapy, sort of art mm-hmm. therapy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
they were both supportive of my of my practice. I don't think they necessarily understand the rigidity of it. Sure. Considering theirs is sort of like I'm just gonna do what I feel like is is cool. It's, there's no like relig- There's no actual religious practice behind what they're doing. Uh-huh. I think I think a lot of people bounce off of that. Don't you like yeah. like the 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 feeling I fa- I've I've encountered around among a lot of people is if you're gonna leave the hierarchical strict organized religion you were raised in and go seeking on your own why would you pick something that then just imposes a bunch more rules and strictness and seriousness why not just be creative the whole time and that's a good it's such a long conversation to explain why to someone who's skeptical why that's not how it feels from the inside to us yeah it definitely doesn't feel that way I guess the the problem is like there are places for skeptical people to to bounce off of of any practice like this. It's and it's it's hard to convince someone that your interest in it is a genuine personal thing and not just like some culty salvation attempt or something. So talking to my uh, Christian uh, family members was a lot more difficult mm-hmm. than talking to my siblings who had already left. Sure. Uh, a while ago uh for my mom i would tell her what you know what i liked about buddhism and kind of explain it on a very like surface level and she was like but do you believe in god Uh and i said well buddhism isn't really uh focused on whether god exists or at least in buddhism isn't it doesn't really talk about it Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, but do you believe in God? And I didn't want to let her down. So basically what I said, I was like, you know, honestly, when I took an astronomy class and saw these gigantic planets and everything that had to come together just to make the earth happen and make the universe happen and everything had to be perfect for life to happen on on earth, it feels like there's something bigger than all of us. Mm-hmm. But that's all I can say. <laughs> Did it work? I think she was okay with it. I don't know how she really feels, you mm. know. The the conversation went okay, but yeah. I feel like sometimes people can say things in conversations and then feel differently on their own. Sure, of course. So I think that in a way, like, I had to kind of come out to Christian family members. Mm. But one of my ways was having uh, Sensei officiate my wedding ceremony. Nice. And everybody thought it, I mean, most people, most of my family and friends were like really cool with it. But uh, after the wedding, I got a letter from my Aunt Mary, who is very, very religious. And she was like, I see that you're going through a hard time. (laughs) And she said, and I'm not talking about your physical health, which was actually the hard time I was going through at the time. It wasn't my emotional health or whatever. Mm. And she was like, you know. That basically, like, you know, you can come back to God or something like that. And I was like, I think she, you're missing the point. You just assumed that I was unhappy with my religion, but or I'm she not. she's unhappy with it. Yeah. That's a very Southern letter. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was trying to be polite at the yeah. same time, for sure. But, mm. uh, you know, it was her birthday soon after that letter, and I just kind of ignored it because mm. I don't really want to get in that conversation with her because she's never going to understand. Yeah. The thing about my search 
which maybe was different from yours, is that I always made a big deal about it. That just tends to be the way that I am in family relationships is I, t- I tend to pronounce very loudly what my deal is right now. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, it, it's a kind of adolescent behavior and certainly that's what it started off as. And it's just something that like I, I never quite, I, I may have softened by now, but I never quite grew out of completely. And the 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 first step of it was the I'm not Jewish anymore step uh, or I don't believe in God step. And then it was whatever, whatever book I, whatever one book about something else I happened to be reading at the time, that's what I was. And that's what I believed with all my heart. Right. Oh, wow. And and so the, the thing is my first book about Buddhism was pretty early on. And I, you know, I made my interest pretty clear. So, and then I went to college and started practicing Buddhism and that 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 made it clear to everybody. So I don't think I ever took anybody by surprise by doing any Buddhist practice. And by the by the time I joined this Sangha, I was already 32 years old. And the the idea that I would finally want to to hang out with some people who are also into this <laughs> probably made a lot of sense to people. Um the the issue of course arose when whenever it seemed like i was going to put so much time and energy into this that it was going to create i mean at the basic level scheduling conflicts right well sure and 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 that that does kind of it does still concern me a little bit about what happens when the you know when the vaccine is administered and we start going to the zendo to sit because i will want to do that all the time and the idea of going on retreat again that i mean that's hard to admit this is a this is a whole nother householders topic honestly like retreat because it's because how because i mean maybe maybe it's still manageable from your from your daily life point of view but like Right. For mine, like I would have to find childcare coverage for like full-time childcare coverage for for the the entire period of time. Like I don't I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to go on long retreat is. And that kind of practical scheduling problem that does concern me, but it's of course entirely theoretical right now. But the the other part, the other side, the side that that you were talking about of just this the faith side or the belief side i think i'm mostly off the hook i just have to make clear i mean as i've said my wife is a rabbi we have a jewish home the yes. the jewish religious commitments of our family are pretty explicit and as i've alluded to the the role for me as the husband of the rabbi is fairly public and so it has been communicated to me that the idea of me having quote unquote another religion is over a line of some kind but i also don't want to go there like i don't want to feel like i'm split in two and i don't think that would be the zen approach to this situation either so i i feel pretty committed to figuring out ways to harmonize these two things and it has something to do with identifying as a Jewish person, but 
practicing as a Buddhist person. It doesn't seem like a conflict to me, but yeah. I can see how from somebody else's perspective who is not as in Buddhist, how that could seem like a conflict. <laughs> well, there's this other layer to what being Jewish is that I don't think a lot of people really understand that aren't Jewish, which is that it isn't just a religious proposition. It's a tribal proposition. It's it's being part of a group of people that is more comprehensive than just a culture or an ethnicity. It's it's a tribe, for lack of a better word. And the there's two sides to that coin. One side is you have to be part of it if you're part of it. And if you're not, if you're, if you're acting like you're not part of it, you're doing, you're, you're violating the terms of it somehow. Uh, and that's upsetting to people who are part of it, who are inside it. But the other side, which is the side that I have tried to point out at every opportunity to people that I'm in a Jewish relationship with, is that I can still be part of the tribe with different practices. The practices of the Jewish religion are the the sort of state religion of the of the Jewish people, and that is what it is. And it changes over time, and there's different sects, and there's different levels of belief and commitment, and that's just something that Jews are willing to accept among themselves. That there's going to be Orthodox Jews and Reform Jews and things in between, and atheist Jews, and they're still Jews. So now I'm saying there are also Buddhist Jews. And the, 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 the thing that I think comes to mind for, for more traditionally minded Jewish people when they hear about Jews who are into Buddhism is they think of Jewish Buddhists instead. They think of people who identify as a Buddhist person who come from a Jewish background. And I mm -hmm. know a lot of people like that who, you know, who don't really have a Jewish life in any intentional sense. They oh, just sort I of see. think of Jewish as their ethnicity, like Italian or something. Sure. And they have sure. like their things that their parents did, but Buddhism is their life and Buddhist being Buddhist is the way that they think of themselves every morning. But this is a really great throwback to that Dogen, that line about um, not talk, not saying you're a Buddhist, not identifying yourself to other people yeah. as a Buddhist. Uh, sensei, takes an even stronger line than that a lot of the time and says that we shouldn't think of ourselves as Buddhists because we, as such, aren't anything, right? Like there is no self. That's a and good so, point. And so from a Buddhist point of view, that's, that's, I can be completely a question mark as to what I, what I am. Yeah. And, and that's, that is how, that is how Buddhism is to me. Is it's something I do. The thing is, is you're completely... You're completely accepted in the Buddhist community as a practicing Jew. Right. And and so the, because Buddhism is for everyone. And so there is no sort of tribal aspect to it. So if I if I relate to Buddhism purely as something that I do. I can be Jew, Jew, Jewish can be something that I am to people who care that I am mm -hmm. Jewish uh, and I care in a lot of situations that I'm Jewish when I'm sitting zazen, I don't care that I'm anything, and that's got to be okay. Yeah. But like, I need to not, I need to de-emphasize that aspect of what I mean. That that's the thing that Dogen says not to talk about, right? Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go around saying I sit zazen and I dissolve myself into the fabric of the universe, and I am no particular <laughs> being. You know, like that's not that's not something you go around talking about. 
zazen is a thing that I do and I get up off the cushion and I go back into my Jewish home with my Jewish family and our Jewish life and I can be a Jewish person, but I'm a Buddhist Jewish person because Buddhist is Buddhist is describes what I do. And yes. and and it it does describe things I believe, but there's so many problems with the word believe. Like the way that your family member that you were talking about asks you but do you believe like and you, you you know like it's a you said like it's not really an issue it's just like but do you believe yeah it's, like, it's wh- an issue for her for sure yeah and, and but why why like on one level like why do people care so much what other people believe but on another what does believe even what is believing in what even is believing in something <laughs> right it's like they're they're very concerned with me going to hell hmm and right, if I don't believe, you. I go to hell. So, yeah. yeah. So they're trying to save your save your soul. I think so, but sometimes it doesn't really come off that way. <laughs> well, I mean, they're also clearly trying to keep you in the social fold of their world, whether that's the way they would talk about it or not. Right? Like that's just how people are. That's a very good way to explain that. But the thing is, is I've I've never left. Like I've never mm-hmm. like been like. Okay, I'm a Buddhist. See ya. Like, right. right. I, I'm a, like, you know, my sister, like I said, she's a Christian and I'm always at her house hanging out with her uh, nieces and nephews and hanging out with her. And, you know, sometimes she wants to tell me about how God saved her in a lot of ways. And I think that's great. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't like bring up my religious part of it and like, like, yeah, I have a practice too. That's, that's helped me in so many ways. Really, I just let her talk about mm-hmm. God and Christianity because she wants to and mm-hmm. she wants to tell me about it. And uh, that's fine. Like, I don't know what social thing they want me to be a part of. Like, most of my family doesn't even go to church. So, right. I, I guess I mean social in a more abstract sense. Like, it doesn't actually mean going and doing stuff together. It just means some kind of it's a group identity it's just like an understanding of who we are as a as a I mean, maybe i'm just importing the way the jewish people think I, about this no but. i i think you're right but it's weird because i think since i've pr- been practicing like i'm more i'm more present in with my family mm-hmm. yeah so from your side really, i've better. been there more yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, I feel the same way. That in this, I keep saying this in different ways. I feel like Zen has really enabled me to be Jewish in a way that I wasn't able to be before. And I think that any Jewish person in my life who who wants to understand me as a member of their thing should be able to tell that I'm more fully present in these things than I was before when I was just sitting there being like, I don't like this. This doesn't feel like me. I'm not, you know, like right. now, now, now I'm not having those thoughts because they're no different from the way I feel in any situation. You know, that's kind of funny. It's like, it's, I'm both completely comfortable in any situation and completely uncomfortable in every situation because this is, because this is all an illusion or whatever. And like, I do believe that, but the, the, the thing about Zen practice is just that it's about getting used to it. It's about getting used to the idea that they're, that these, these human earthly categories are never a perfect description of anything. And that that human beings will never really understand each other or belong to each other or be one with each other unless they can be one with the idea that the categories we use to think about each other are illusions that just being being with 
each other, whoever we are in that moment of time, you know, forget about whoever we are in a lifelong sense or this, you know, whatever phase, whatever book we're reading and phase we're in, there's no permanence to who we are between one time we see each other and the next. And if we really want to break it down, there's no permanence to who we are from one instant to the next. So like in, in order for people to, to really have relationships, they have to drop every expectation and just be present with each other. And I hope that we're learning to do that to not just take care of ourselves and to do to, to be okay ourselves, but to such an extent that we're able to teach by example, to help the people who are having trouble understanding us or our decisions, uh, to see that we have no trouble understanding them or their decisions to the extent necessary to be together as friends or relatives or uh, whatever we are to them. And hopefully it'll rub off a little bit. Householders is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at ASZC.org. Our Sangha depends on your support. You can donate by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gashou.